0: hey everyone and welcome to part six of Iron Telecom master series special i'm your host adam mcqueen and today i was joined by two special guests first i was joined by pierre hillard the senior director of competitive intelligence at veeam softwares and Zavo gabriel the senior manager of competitive intelligence at culture amp pierre shared with me the Evolution or the the data explosion that is really happening in the compete space over the past ten years that he's been working in competitive, and he also shares sort of the processes and tools that he's using to get a grip on all of that data that is sometimes overwhelming for folks in the compete space. Meanwhile, Zavo shared the lessons that are applicable for anyone running compete, regardless of if you're a 100, 200 person company or you're part of an enterprise company of fifty to eighty thousand folks. It's really cool that when we went to Intelecon, there's folks at Salesforce and those massive companies. And then there are folks that are teams of one at smaller organizations. Yet the lessons and the experiences that they shared were applicable across the board. It was really cool to see that, and Zavo speaks that in our conversation. I can't wait for you to listen to this one. And with that all said, let's get into today's episode. Okay, I am joined by Zavo Gabriel, the senior manager of competitive intelligence at Culture Amp. Thank you so much for joining me. Yeah, it's a pleasure. Thank you. Um Okay, so Skip, there's been a ton. As you can see, my brain is slowly melting from the amount of conversations. These are, It's a good melt. It's a good melt. It's a like, you know, when you just have information overload, and you're just starting to, like, I'm, I think I'm learning stuff through osmosis. But more importantly, I want to hear what you've learned from Skip so far. So have there been some big takeaways, some highlights from some of the sessions so far?
1: Oh, man. Um, it's interesting. One of, my, one of the main things that I've, that I've gotten from Skip is actually not just, not just from the sessions, but I... I sort of fell into competitive intelligence late in 2019 and I was going to come to the SKIP conference in 2020 and then we all locked down. But that was, I, I, I sort of found my professional calling then and really kind of got deeply into CI and, and built my expertise and, and actually, you know, came to a new company. I've been in Culturant since December and really like became kind of one of them, <laughs> became kind of one of us, one of us CI folks during this whole pandemic time. And so there are people that I have now multi-year friendships with that I am only now meeting in person for the first time. Oh, my gosh. This is to be the best. It's really, yeah, it's fantastic. I get a lot of, you're a lot taller than I expected. Uh, but, um, I'm, getting, I'm getting that too. I don't know if that's a it's good cool. or a bad thing. I don't know. I mean, I like being tall, I guess. But, yeah, I was sort of joking that I'd, I'd probably be more recognizable if I walked around with a giant square bracket over my head. <laughs> <laughs> you know, here's what I look like on Zoom. Big, big blown up picture of the back of my the back of my home office.
0: Have there been any highlights from any sessions in terms of? I mean, we've had i we've had countless amounts of people that are some of the best minds in compete they are like yeah. decades of experience. And there's been plenty of tactical, strategic lessons so far. Has anything stood out
1: to you on that side? So I just came from a session that your product marketing lead man uh, moderated with Salesforce, um, the team at Salesforce, and it was really interesting how much overlap there was. Between the way I've been thinking about setting up a CI function at, at, at Culture Amp and the kinds of the kinds of stakeholders that matter and the kind of the kind of reputation that you have to build as a CI function that like the the sort of trusted truth teller and, you know, not just throwing materials over the wall, but really getting a seat at the table and being part of the conversation where it's not just that people are consuming what you write, it's that they care what you think. You know, and this was the this was the VP and the director. This was a, a you know members of a CI team at an 80,000-person company, and here I am, you know, I am I am one person on the product marketing team who owns competitive intelligence for Culture Amp, and it's it's the same attitude. Those are the bits that matter, no matter what scale you're at, whether I'm a department of one or whether in some future state I have a team, and you know, as the company continues to grow or whatever, this is the fact that I've been thinking about that, and shows that okay, I'm, I'm on the right track with this. This is, this is good. It's this a relief. Is, yeah.
0: Not only, yeah, you've, you, all of these connections and friends you've built, you're meeting them in person. And it's like, there's this shared, there's this shared experience now amongst yeah. all these folks. It's like, absolutely. The pains we go through, the things that we're seeing in our organization. It's like, it's not happening in a silo. So let's go next year. Cam, Cam Mackie calls you up and says, I want you to run a session. What are you running a
1: session on? Oh man. Um, that's a really good question. I was going to be a panelist later today uh, at this session, but we um, two of the other panelists bailed, and so we we decided it'll be a uh, it'll hopefully be a webinar uh, in a couple of months later this year. But we were going to do a session on um, like career development in CI, and I felt really lucky to get asked to do this because the three other people on the panel, so the, the moderator and the other two panelists, were super generous with their time and excellent mentors for me as I was sort of. Realizing that competitive intelligence is something that I wanted to do with my career and especially six months ago when I was looking for my next, uh, you know, my next job and, and seeing, okay, I've I've built out a CI function to the company and I, I kind of want to do that again. I want to stay in this field. They were really, really helpful um, in, in plotting that path. And so getting to talk about that publicly would be really cool. Well...
0: Let's, I, I want to be curious of your time, but I do have one question on that, on that front and on the career advice. So you said you got into Compete 2019, so that's uh, like three, two and a half years ago now. Yeah, yeah. Is there something now that you wish you could tell yourself then when you started getting into Compete before you'd start? Trust your instincts
1: and don't be afraid to jump in with both feet. I think I spent a lot of time second-guessing myself. And because I was new to this field that I was learning how to fly while I was building the plane, while I was falling off the cliff how far can i take that analogy there were a lot of times when i was when i was second guessing myself when i wasn't um, I wasn't really sure that what I was doing was right or that it was, you know, that I was really committing to the right. So like being less afraid to sort of put my foot down and say, no, this is what we need to do. This is the way we need to do it.
0: Otherwise um, you have that paralysis of analysis, hey? Because oh, yeah. you want to be a perfectionist. I think there is this like innate desire to be, especially when you're the compete person, there's that burden to be like, I need to know everything to everyone. And there is an element of that, but it doesn't mean that you're the know-it-all, the exactly. hierarchical one-way conversation,
1: telling everyone what what you know. And being new to it too, like I don't, I don't know what I'm doing, right? <laughs> like that, at least that's what I, that's what I thought back when I got started. It's like I don't know what I'm doing. I feel, I think this is right, but I'm, I'm gonna kind of try to do everything because I don't, I don't really know what the, what the right answer, what the right answer is. And so I, I feel like I, I slipped and fell a lot and um, stretched myself way too thin. And, and now I kind of have a better idea of what to do, but. Um, but, yeah, I think that's that's what I would tell myself.
0: Well, thank you so much for joining me. I think we got one more session to end the day here, yeah, I believe.
1: Yeah, One more, so I won't
0: keep you waiting, but I appreciate the time. Thank you for coming to dinner last night, too. And, hey, I hope we can do something again in person soon.
1: Love to. Yeah,
0: we'll thank talk so soon. Much. All right. Today I am joined by Pierre Hiller, the Senior Director of Competitive Intelligence at Veeam Softwares. I've been following Pierre around for two days to get him on the pod. And he finally, he finally relented. It's, this is a story in just, I don't know, following through. Just be resilient, grit and repetition. And finally, we we forced, we, we did not force, actually. He gladly took a
2: coffee and compete mug, and now he's on the pod. It's a pleasure to be with you guys because yeah, I've been following Clue myself for what, now, six years? So six it's years? an interesting adventure to follow, S- I would so say, you've too. you've seen us from... The first version, yeah. I was a beta tester. Yeah. <laughs> like, wow. So it was cool. Yeah, it was
0: really cool. So uh, it's good to have you in person here. It's great to have you at Skip. What's been day
2: one? What was the highlight from day one? Um, Not the agenda itself. The topics they've covered were right on target for us, you know, because they were exactly the matters that were or on top of my mind like what what, what in particular what was the thing that you're like bing that is speaking to oh, me oh one of the topics that made me you know fly to skip this year was the like uh, influencing executives mm. and the uh, proving the ROI for your um, CI function basically I mean that's been the hot topic not only in sessions
0: walking around talking to people is that I mean people on the podcast too is like the nut to crack Proving CI
2: is not necessarily a cost center, but maybe a revenue driver. Yeah, it's a tough one where you end up spending more time proving it than doing it. Proving the value than doing the values.
0: Since you've known Clue from the beginning, you've got, I mean, this is a newer space, the Compete space, but you've got some experience here. And I want to ask a couple things about career advice. So how long ago did you start officially in kind of the world of Compete?
2: Yeah, I started actually nine years ago. So nine uh, years yeah, ago. Jay Nakagawa hired me. And full disclosure, I had no idea about CI half a day before the interview. <laughs> <laughs> that's when I saw the job description. That's like, oh, that exists. That sounds cool. <laughs> Let's try it. So nine years ago, and I had no no training on it when I started.
0: So nine years later, what if you could go back in time and tell Pierre one thing before starting his career and compete? What would you tell him? What's that piece of
2: advice? Yeah, that, that that's the question I ask myself too. When I interview quite a few people, that for you know hiring, and I'll tell you that, I mean. I'll separate it in two. Like, there are the people that have never done CI before and want to do it. And to these guys, my first uh, recommendation is twofold, is like, build your knowledge on what CI is, you know. What is it? What's the purpose? What's the function? And for that, to me, uh, the first step to do is just become a skip member. I'm going to do some advertisement, yeah. Just get yourself a skip membership and read their, they have this playbook on how to build CI that's the best way you can you can build your knowledge of what it is and prepare for the interviews and prepare for the job basically the second tip i would t- i would give them when they are beginners is even if you don't have you're not a ci guy full time or a ci lady full time just do it on the side you know a couple hours a week so that way you get to trade for yourself and you understand every piece of it and when you go to the interview and you'll go to to get your first ci job you will have something to show that, yeah, you understand it and you've done it even if it's not professionally. I'd say that's my first uh, tip, you know, get your knowledge, build your knowledge of what it is and build your little experience of what it is and how to do it. Now, if you told me, like, if you ask me, like, what's the career advice I have for, like, people that are already in CI but that have, like, maybe one year, maybe two years, I think the first one I would tell them is uh, get help. (laughs) Get help in the sense of get the tools, you know, get the budget to get some tools so you don't spend your time building CI tools yourself. And like I told you, like, build your knowledge with Skip, but get yourself like a a, a CI platform, like actually Clue, because that's going to save you time, you know. Get a a small Clue platform to do your CI portal so you don't have to build a portal yourself. That way you can focus more on doing the strategy, you know, strategizing your CI function and research and, and doing the research yourself rather than wasting cycles, figuring out how to build... The, the CI platform yourself. So that's my idea. Yeah. Get the right tools, that, that will save you so much time as you begin, especially if you're a team of one guy or one lady, it's uh, it's a time saver, I would tell you. I think that's the first one, and the second one for the beginners is get a mentor. Get a mentor that is a CI professional, that can you know walk you through all the mistakes he's done in his career, and so that, yeah, that way you can either avoid them or <laughs> do them faster, you know, <laughs> do them faster. Who is your mentor? <laughs> Jay Nakagawa, yeah. Jay, Jay Nakagawa was um, the CI specialist that, that hired me at TMC and, you know, gave, gave me that chance and walked me through it. And then man, uh, Matt Koblenz was my daily life <laughs> uh, mentor because he was working with me for Jay, and so he was, like, in the same office as me. So for four years, he was my mentor on how to, to, to do CI and, and things like that.
0: Is there anything that comes to mind when you think about what you learned from Jay specifically or Matt? Yeah, um, that's, I mean... <laughs>
2: It was four years, so I'm like, it's, there was quite a few things. The biggest one I got, I think, from from, from Map was probably like networking. You know, because I talked about tools. I say, you know, uh, uh, for beginners, having the right tools will save you so much time and effort. But aside of the tools, the networking also within your company and outside your company is gonna help you get the right information faster, update your CI faster, and with less work. So. I think they taught me some good, how to do good networking uh, and that helps you a lot crowdsource your ci so you get into the role
0: of compete you've done your half day's research bang you're ready to take on the world do you remember the first thing you
2: did on the job do you remember like what some of like your first action items were i think they, like i remember what jay and matt gave me as the first few days and i think it was just to test my logic or just you know make me spend time doing that but it was just like i think it was like mapping the the, the revenue of our industry per country there was already reports existing, but they wanted me to redo them, I guess. So that was like, yeah, that, that, that was a curious task, I guess, was tossing my logic or seeing like how, how long I would I do would, it until I complain. <laughs> I don't know. But then uh, in CI, they, the first thing they, they gave me, and it was a great opportunity, was they gave me right away a couple of small competitors to cover. So right away, they gave me quite different responsibilities with small vendors, and I was responsible for the CI, all the CI for these vendors. So it was a nice opportunity. And, and they gave me like freedom. They just said, yeah, you cover these guys. You have, you know, carte blanche. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, go for it. So it was like kind of like a jungle and like just jump in there and <laughs> and see how it goes. And call us if you have a big problem.
0: I feel like that's a really cool opportunity because one of the things I've heard from another person, I can't remember who said, I talked to so many people yesterday, but it was like uh, one of the, their piece of advice was just like, don't be afraid to fail and like just go. And like, I think when you have carte blanche, like you mentioned there, to just dig on a competitor, like go through, see what you can find, see what's going to land with people, see what information is useful to other people within the organization and like it's like a great way to kind of like build your chops
2: yeah yeah because the, the, the risk where you know is not big because it was small competitors so worst case you know the impact on the revenue was not big and it's a it's also like for beginners it's also a good challenge because i found it easier to build ci for major vendors because they have a lot more presence they have more customers more partners more information out there smaller vendors like startups or small competitors they don't really have a lot of customers, a lot of partners or there's not a lot of available information on them. So you really have to struggle more to get what you need. So it was a good starting challenge, I guess.
1: One of
0: the things that I think people are talking about as well is like how raising kind of the visibility or importance of your program. So is there been something you can think about like that's happened within your career that's like leveled up like the visibility of the program or where Compete fits within the organization?
2: Um, yeah, I mean, from your question to me, I, I take it like two, two folds. The first one, like, because you said like your visibility and your impact. So there's a strategic one that is a bit hard to quantify. That's like how you, but that is really strategic for the company, which is like how you um, advise and support your decision makers within the company that makes the strategic long-term decision for the company. Like when they decide, you know, what market should we target next? What, how do we develop our solution or where do you hire us? These kind of things. That's where a CI can have, bring a lot of value in the conversation, providing them with information about the market, the competition, making recommendations based on your analysis of the trends. That's more like, it's it's hard to quantify it, to be honest, uh, because like, first of all, what's the long-term impact? You're not gonna know until you hit a few next years, now in, in three or five years from now. Second, it's hard to quantify, like, what was your part of the success? Like, yeah, you were in the conversation, you gave them the data, you, the suggestions, like, but they made other, you know, they were also deciding themselves and bringing information to it. So like, how do you qualify that? So quantifying it is hard, but it's really an important thing. I'm like, that, to answer your questions first, it's like, yeah, make sure you talk with your uh, tra- strategic decision maker in your company. They are aware you exist. You provide them. You educate them on the market and the competitive landscape. You also bring to them the competitive opportunities that you, you find during your research and tell them, I think we should do this because that could grow our revenue or expand our customer base or whatever. And you bring the threats to them before they know about it. That's where you bring the value to them. And once you do that continuously or you know, regularly enough, they see you as now a strategic advisor to them. The second part of your question, at least how I understood it, is how do you prove the return on investment on your CI department, which is, to me, the biggest challenge for CI. From my experience, but talking with other CI experts, it's like, yeah, we all have that challenge of, you know, justifying our return on investment and justifying extra budget, extra headcounts, this kind of thing, or tools. Like, you know, how, why should I invest in that? It's, yeah, so uh, that one I don't have a good answer because it's still it's a challenge for everybody I've met. <laughs> um, it's really hard to quantify because... You typically always rely on someone else to quantify. Like, you know, you want to show your impact on the revenue, which is the to me the best indicator. But how do you do that? You uh, probably have to have sales guys, you know, mentioned in Salesforce or in the CRM, like, yeah, we use CI for that 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 opportunity and we we won X thousand dollars thanks to it. So it's you have always that reliance on a tool or people that are not incentivized, incented, sorry, to to. to to fill that information so it's it's imperfect you can do it but it's it's really still imperfect now you know tools like clue if i may yeah i'm going to advertise sorry yeah (laughs) clue or others they can help you because you have these plugins in salesforce or this kind of yeah you can tie to 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 the revenue or the the opportunities that are using your ci so that's a first start but again you always rely uh, on someone to make sure you know on the sales reps or, or the system engineers to 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 correctly do it so another way that you know, is pretty standard, I would say, in the industry is surveys. You know, you survey your CI users, sales reps, you know, system engineers, channel managers, whatsoever, maybe once a quarter, once a year, to to see like what they use and how often they use it and use that information to quantify the overall impact, mm-hmm. but it's a big challenge, it's it, a big challenge, yeah,
0: and it's, it's it's not like there's not like that one perfect answer. there's not that one golden metric that nugget the m p s yeah. score so to speak, and uh, that's the a, yeah world. that's
2: a very good idea that's that's something uh, one of my actually sales enablement uh, directors said that like, that's how they do it. They, they provide training to salespeople. and they say, we give them an NPS score. We ask them to give us an NPS at the end. And they say, maybe you should do that for CI, you know? A CCS, perhaps? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Something like that. But yeah, that could be a, a more maybe qualitative than quantitative, but that's still valuable. That's still valuable. And again, you, you also bring a, a good point. Is like you say that there's not one size fit all, and you're exactly right, because what I mentioned here is really sales-centric. Maybe your organization doesn't want CI to help sells as much as they want you to help marketing get lead gen or channel get more partners to sell your stuff so yeah the kpis are also going to vary by you know on your company so yeah so again yeah there's no single kpi and quantifying it is hard yeah
0: okay so i want to ask you as well about like kind of your perspective what you've seen you're you're active you're part of the skateboard so you've met a lot of compete professionals over the years have you seen a noticeable noticeable shift over the past few years about how um, competitive experts are operating or what, the world they're living in
2: well I have only 9 years <laughs> I still feel I'm young in it you know to be honest but yeah even in the last 9 years there's been an acceleration in the shift and uh, there's 2 big things 2 big dimensions that have changed in my, in my experience the first one is of course like the tools like when I started literally we started using like wikis or SharePoints and Excel and stuff like that and over the last yeah 9 years there's been an explosion of the CI vendors like you know Clue or, or Crayon stuff, stuff like that, uh, that really makes our life easier, I guess, you know, because it's like out of the box platforms that we can use. So I think that's the first one I've seen that when you start now as a CI specialist, makes your life way easier because <laughs> you don't have to custom build the platform or manage it yourself. It's, it's really light touch. So I, I think we have tools for everything, you know, data sourcing, analysis, uh, distribution, promotion. So. That's the first thing that is really nice for us. The second one, I, I would say, just the, da- the amount of data, the profit fraction advertising, that's probably something that didn't change over the last nine years, but probably like last 15 years, maybe like you know, since the 20, maybe with the boom of Internet. But yeah, nowadays we have so much data available that it's a nice thing because yeah at least you don't feel like you don't you don't have access to anything but at the same time so that's why again i come back to the tools and the processes you have to have the right tools to to filter it out and you have to have the right processes to know what to look for and the right mindset critical mindset to do the analysis yourself so the other one i tell you that is a really exciting one for us and i think maybe five ten years ago you know the execs the company did not really understand the value of ci very well so it was like kind of it was a cost center it was like yeah it's a nice to do if you can afford it but eh. Nowadays people really start to understand the tactical, mid range and strategic impact that CI can have on the, the company and every department within the company. So that we're starting to get more people yeah, the, the top execs, VPs and even you know the sales on the field, they, they they consider you more when you're a CI person. They they come back they come to you more often for your expertise. So they, yeah, we've built, I think, that, that reputation and we've proven the impact overall as a, a function that, yeah, now we're getting more, you know- seat at the recent. table. Yeah, exactly, sit at the table with the execs or the, the decision makers, so. I got one final question for you then.
0: Is there one thing you wish that competitive experts stopped doing?
2: Yeah, well, for me, from my experience, is stop thinking you know everything. <laughs> yeah, that's the one thing. It's like, stop thinking you've understood your competitor perfectly and always consider that yeah you've done a good job researching it but always consider that yeah you're missing something you're still missing something you need to go back and do the research that you're because yeah everything changes and you even though you may have a lot of knowledge and a lot of understanding of them yeah just be assured that there's a big pocket of the iceberg you haven't researched yet, or you don't even know about yet. So yeah, don't be overconfident. That's the one thing I've seen that that could cause trouble with people I've worked with, or yeah, even myself when I started. It's like being overconfident. Yeah, we've spent so much time on researching these vendors that we know them better than anyone, or even themselves. But actually, yeah, no, you never finish learning about them.
0: It feels like it hinders you in two ways. One. You might lose your competitors if you like. That's a level of arrogance, and that level of arrogance or know-it-all, know-it-allism um, will turn off your end users, the people that you're trying to support too. I think if there's that one-way dialogue, like talking down to you, it's not going to happen.
2: That's that's my my one thing I had to learn myself. It's like yeah, assume you don't know everything, and if someone brings you information that you feel like oh no, that that can't be it because I think the opposite, and no, then no. just be really open, stay open-minded and go do your research again just my experience says that yeah you never know everything
0: Pierre this is an absolute pleasure I'm so glad to get you on I'm so glad to meet you
2: in person it was fun yeah I appreciate yeah the time too thanks